Hi everybody, I'm Jordan Ostroff with Legalese Marketing and this is Exhibit A Attorneys where we interview attorneys and other experts around the country to talk about what it truly takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful attorney. And I think I'm lucky enough that once every six months, somebody else from the team joins me. So <laughs> today we have Lane Crawford. For those of you that don't know, Lane is our director of words. So the one who oversees all of our copywriting across everybody who does the copywriting and gets it into that right voice, tone, perspective, et cetera, for everybody. So for those of you that don't know Lane, uh, with over a decade of experience in professional writing and marketing experience, Lane has worked with an eclectic mix, I think to say the least, of clients. Yes. Fashion labels geared toward preppy sorority girls, wine and spirit brands that target tough guys, et cetera, et cetera. So over the last year or so, they've discovered a passion for legal marketing and are decided and are excited to implement their unique brand of copy strategies for law firms. Lane uses the pronouns they or them and is an advocate of trans visibility in white collar environments. And we are super lucky to have you at the team and also super lucky to have you at this episode where we are going to talk about six tips so your legal marketing web copy doesn't suck. With the lawyer caveat, it may actually contain more than six tips. You'll have to find out by listening to the rest of this. I had to so, put that little asterisk there, you know? It may contain more. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, what did I miss on your bio? Because I know you've had such an interesting background, just like from the standpoint of working with, you know, D-list celebrities, writing for all sorts of interesting brands. I mean, you know, give us a couple more of the highlights. Yeah. Um, so I went to school, I went to university arts in Philadelphia. Um, I majored in communications. I cannot draw to save my life. So when I, when folks think that I went to art school, they think I'm like a painter or a sculptor and not anything like that. When I studied communications, I focused on advertising and screenwriting. I did the screenwriting group for a little while. I wrote an animated um, comedy series and I pitched it to Adult Swim, was able to even like get a meeting and everything. This was like in 2014, 2015. Um, and then I, you know, I realized that I really liked the marketing aspect towards my career and the advertising, you know, aspect of my career as opposed to, you know, the, the Hollywood kind of writing. Um, and yeah, I mean, like like you said, I've worked with an eclectic mix of brands. Um, I, I didn't men didn't mention in the bio, but I've even was a writer in the adult entertainment industry. Um, so I have just a wide, you know, wide range of knowledge that you know I pull from, and to just in my like my copywriting, my everyday copywriting. Awesome. So um, we are going to talk about tips to make your legal marketing web copy not suck. But before we get into that, I want to talk about our previous episodes. So once you're done hearing this great insight from Lane, if you want to check out more Exhibit A shows, our last episode aired on Monday with Dan Lear of Gravity Legal. We talked about how to improve money management and accelerate your law firm's growth. That was the episode on Monday. So really talking about the best practices for e-signatures, e-payments, trust accounts, et cetera. Dan was nice enough to join us. But enough about that. Let's build our firm voice through copywriting. Take us away, Lane. Yeah, so um, I created this deck, just six tips so your legal marketing web copy doesn't suck. Oops, sorry about that. Um, just, I have noticed, so I have worked with, with law firms for over, over a year or so. I kind of, you know, fell into this and, you know, researching things. I realized that a lot of law firms kind of 
they do the same thing. A lot of, you know, a lot of the same copy is it's almost like, and I hate to copy and paste it from other law firms. And I've, I've noticed that. Um, so these are just some tips that I've, you know, come up with. Um, number one is avoiding keyword stuffing and writing strictly for SEO. Um, this is uh, like an issue that I've seen. I mean, it's not an issue, but this is what I've, you know, I've come across a lot with, with a lot of attorneys is that they think that, you know, SEO is the end all be all like to, you know, it, it is, it is important to get on that, you know, first page of Google. Cause like, it's like, I was saying, so if you're not on the first page of Google, you might as well be on the last page of Google, um, of a search, but can people can tell when you're keyword stuffing, if you're saying, you know, we are the, the best attorney in, you know, Orange, Osceola, Lake, blah, blah, and you're like naming off counties, and you're naming off things just so you can, you know, get that those keywords in. So my suggestion, instead of avoiding, you know, doing the keyword stuffing, sorry about that, is to write to drive potential clients to take action instead. Hold on, um, can I can I jump in before you go into that part? Because uh, also from an SEO standpoint, pretty much all the algorithm changes are trying to get away from that stuffing and get exactly. towards what does an actual real person want to read about and how are they going to find their answer? So exactly. you are a thousand percent correct. And also it will continue to keyword stuffing will continue to help less and less from an SEO standpoint. Exactly. So that's why that's, you know, that's going to, to my point, you know, you should write to drive potential clients to take action instead. You know, folks are smarter, you know, your clients are smarter than you think they are really like, they can tell if you're writing for them, you're writing for Google. And like, that's the thing. It's like, I, you have to tell like a compelling story. It doesn't, like I said in this, the deck, you know, you don't have to be like John Grisham, but you just need to have like a well thought out website. Um, just so it can connect with the, with the potential client when you're doing the keyword stuffing and, you know, it's all, you know, we are the best and blah, blah, blah you're not, it, there's this kind of like wall that you're putting between yourself and the potential client. You're, you're making yourself seem like almost like this kind of like elusive idea. You don't seem like you're, you'll be able to connect with clients. Makes perfect sense. So um, before we go on to the next one, do you have any insight on how people sort of get into the shoes of their client? I mean, is this as simple as just asking prior clients? Yeah, actually, it's funny that you bring that up because I mentioned that further on in this. Oh, well, great minds think alike. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I did. I was not given this presentation prior to it, so just just like all the other ones, I'm winging this entire conversation. Yeah, we're like all winging every it. Every other show, it's still good. We're all. It's almost Friday, a long weekend. We're fine. <laughs> so here we go. Put yourself in your potential client's shoes right away, Jordan. You got it. <laughs> Perfect. Um. And then this is what, what I say is like, figure out what their pain points are. So this is like, you know, just asking previous clients, you know, what worried you most about your case? What, you know, what, what was your experience like? So just, just asking those clients. And then that's when you can see, like, you'll be able to see, like, so like I said, similar answers. Um, and then that's how you can use to rework copy. So if you're coming from the perspective of that client, putting yourself in the client's shoes and saying, you know, like say if you're, if you're a divorce attorney, okay, like what you can ask your, your former clients, 
what was you, what were you feeling be, you know before you contacted my firm and you you know and like i said like you'll probably receive a lot of answers that are very similar and that also doubles as great conversation for social media posts or videos or exactly. whatnot those things that your clients have in common exactly repurposing all about repurposing so <laughs> This is I, I, I like to think about um, USPs. So like your unique selling point, um, what makes your firm unique? And you're, you know, most most law firms, most attorneys, you're in a marketplace that is extremely saturated, you know, unlike other, you know, white collar you know, positions, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you know, a doctor, you don't have the 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 luxury of being involved in, you know, uh, uh, a medical group or an insurance, you're basically doing it on your own. So if you're thinking of your your firm, like you would think a brand, like anything, like you think of like Coca-Cola, it doesn't matter. You have to, you have to try to figure out what, what makes your firm different than the firm across the street, around the corner, around the other corner. Cause there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of firms out there that are pretty much doing, you know, the exact same thing you are. Yeah, I think the last time I saw the numbers, it was 1.3 million attorneys across just over 400,000 law firms. Yep. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's that, that old phrase, you know, dime a dozen, but you don't have to be a dime a dozen. If you, if you really hone in on what makes your, you know, firm unique, you know, I, I think of some, some, you know, law firms that, you know, they might have like some like, you know, kooky kind of shtick. It's like, you know, we're bikers, you know, that kind of thing that might work, you know, for some, for some folks that might work. It might not work for all, but it, it could work. Um, and like I said, like, you know, utilize what makes you unique in your copy. Um, I always like using the example, like, you know, back to family law. I always like using the example, if you're a divorce attorney, maybe you've gone through a divorce yourself in the same city that you're practicing in. So you come from a place of, of experience of being on the other side, not being just, you know, an attorney, but you come from the experience of having, you know, gone through that process yourself. So use that kind of, you know, your own personal experiences, you know, to craft your story. Oh yeah, absolutely. And also, um, you know, if you were the child and your parents went through a divorce, you know, you've got a perspective along those lines. Exactly. I know when I first started out, my clients loved that I used to be a former prosecutor. So when I was doing criminal defense work, that was a great thing. I mean, you know, figure out what it is that gives you that different mindset, observation, ability to mm -hmm. see the, the case a little bit differently than the other 1.3 million attorneys. <laughs> right. So this is a thing of using good call to actions. Um, I see this a lot that a lot of the call to actions on, you know, a website, especially attorney, you know, websites, it's very, you know, book a console, do this, you know, but you know, those words and phrases, they actually, they, they might drive your potential clients away. Just think about it. So like, if you think of, you know, book a consult, book a consult that might, you know, conjure up like images of, oh, oh crap, I have to like dress up, I have to do this. It's like a formal meeting. I maybe I'm not ready for that. But in reality, it could be just a phone call, you know, giving the, the, the potential client just a phone call just to, you know, hear them out and figure out what their case is about. Um, so language like that is extremely important. 
So that's why I said, like, you know, when we want to, like, use, like, lighter language, you know, maybe that might not be your, you know, your firm's image to use that lighter language. But, like, something like, you know, chat with a lawyer, it's a lot less stressful than if you're saying, like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a consultation. But, again, like I said, it's literally the same thing. We're just retooling those words so they don't sound as serious. And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we're talking about this from the client's perspective. You know, if you're doing, if you're doing business law for gigantic corporations, that scheduled consultation might be what they want. But if you're doing personal injury for, you know, more, I want to say normal, but maybe that's not the right word, a, a less business savvy people. Yeah, there we go. Regular people. Then obviously that that chat or check in or you know talk with is going to well one consultation means different things to different people, but two, it'll sit with them a lot better. Exactly. Love it. So this is a big one. Um, identifying your clients and write to them. Um, your clients aren't like just like this monolith of folks that you, you know, I, there's always, you know, there's always people when like, I, I love doing brand deep dives and, and even deep dives into, you know, into law firms when they're just trying to figure out, um, their voice and then they're trying to build their brand you know they you know they say well who's your ideal client and they're like well anybody who you know if, if they're if they're criminal or oh, anybody who's gotten in trouble with the law anybody who's gotten you know anybody well it's not we, we need to and you are playing on a field with you said how many million attorneys in the united states 1.3 1.3 so you're playing in that field it's tons of people so this is the thing like you need to figure out who exactly you want to, you know, who's your ideal client? Who do you want to work? You know, who do you want to work with? And and it's not everybody who's gotten, you know, in trouble or anybody who's, it's not, it's not everybody. So you need to really, you know, focus on who your client is. And then that's what you can do. That's how you can write to those clients. That's how you can figure out to tailor your copy and write to once after, you know, after you figure out when you're identifying to them. Um, and this is the thing, um, don't write at them, you know, pretend you are writing for one person. So even though, you know, there's going to be thousands of people, you know, maybe millions of people, if you're one of those big attorneys, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be reading your copy, but you want to, well, you want to write that copy with a single person in mind. You want to write, you know, and these are the questions that it, it's, it's always important. These three, you know, who's that person? How old are they? What reason are they reaching out to attorney? Those are the, 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 the big three, in my opinion, for tailoring your copy. If you're, you know, if you're writing to, you know, an older demographic, a, you know, boomer demographic, then you're going to have to tailor. Are you allowed to say boomer? Is that I, 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 I guess. I, I mean, it's a baby boomer. That's a, that's a. There we go. All right. All right. Uh, I'm not using as a, uh, as a negative, <laughs> If you're if you're writing to like a, a baby boomer gen a demographic, you're gonna you're gonna you know your copy is gonna be completely different. They might you know be interested in that more serious professional tone, um, as opposed to if you're writing you know for a millennial client a, a millennial audience, you can be a little bit lighter. Um, but that's the thing you need to really like identify who your exact clients are before like kind of like just like diving in on you know writing copy and i mean and we're not saying hey jim i can't believe you got arrested again call me now like that's not what we're talking about here no. we're talking about the 
the demographics, the psychographics, the generalities among those clients of, you know, we help teachers get their, keep their education license. We help, you know, we help uh, farmers get the right business formation. The more specific you can be, the more you're going to appeal to that ideal client. Yep. Awesome. So this is a, the final one, and this is extremely important. And this actually it goes um, back to back to the first, you know, first slide of this. I say, "Be human with the no robot," and I have a robot tattoo here. So take that with a grain of salt. But um, you can tell when, you know, you should write conversationally. That's you know pretty much it. And that's what you know. Going back to the first point. When you're writing for SEO, it sounds like your firm is being operated by a bunch of robots. Um, and that's another thing too. Lawyers, you guys have, you do a metric crap ton. I don't think that's the exact, <laughs> exact <laughs> measurement of writing when you're in law school. But that writing, that style of writing doesn't really translate well to marketing. Um, so that's how it is. Like if you're, you know, think about how you speak with your clients. Um, and then that's how you really should tailor your writing. Yeah, totally. And that's, I mean, and that's kind of the benefit of, we've had a lot of those clients that we've done that brand book for to get that voice so that there is that consistency. Cause like, it's always weird to me when, you know, you've got somebody who paid $15,000 for their beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful website. And then you call them and it's like the automated voicemail tree of like, if you're looking for so-and-so yeah. press one, you know, like those things aren't consistent. And then you get an email drip campaign that's got a bunch of spelling errors because they didn't spend the same amount of money on there. Like you really need to have that fit you or your firm brand and be consistent the whole way through. I mean, people still, I mean, I, I know most folks are into the, you know, ooh, pretty pictures and stuff, but in this space, copy is so important. This isn't a space where, uh, you know, like I, like I said, I previously worked in, you know, wine and spirits industry, fashion industry. That's where it's like, ooh, pretty pictures, copy secondary. In this space, copy is number one. That's in my opinion anyway, it is number one. So once you focus on that, then you can focus on the other things later. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I. I'm, I'm of the Greg Eisenberg belief that we hate stock images. Yes. So, but at the point that you are like you as an attorney in a suit in front of a bookcase, there's only so many ways to do that. But the way you explain that, the way you write that copy, the way you address that post, the reasoning behind you, you know, standing in front of a car in, in a, with your sleeves rolled up or whatever, that's really where you drive the value. Yeah. I mean, you could have those images. You could have those images of, you know, standing behind the bookcase and all serious. And then the copy could be like complete, not that canned kind of copy. And it's like, oh man, this is hilarious. This is great. This is somebody I would want to work with. You know, it just, you, you can use those kind of like those kind of images. It's just if the, if the copy is just like a little different, you know, that can, that, that can be your differentiator. So here's my question for, I guess the, my first question for you. If I run a law firm and I want to start the process of, I guess it's probably rewriting all of my copy. You know, I, I think that if somebody's doing it from scratch, it's probably easier, but a lot of our listeners or watchers are probably already in it, but know they have a problem. Like what's the best way to start or what's the best way for them to figure out where to start? 
Oh, well, so you, I'm going to say the best is to, you know, hire a copywriter to, you know, to suss that out. <laughs> there you go. All right. But, fa but failing that or in addition to that. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do it on your own, I, you know, auditing your stuff is great. Taking, taking full account of every single piece of copy on your website. And if you're one of those, you know, attorneys or law firms that, you know, you're into the, the, the keyword stuffing and the SEO, you're going to have a lot of copy. It's just, you're going to have a page for every single, you know, uh, every single practice area you do and sub pages, you're going to, you're going to have that, but it's best to just always, you know, lay it all out, see what you can cut, see what you can, you know, get from there. And then, you know, use that to work with your, you know, work with writing new copy. And again, I always, you know, even if you want to, you know, do it yourself, I always suggest, you know, even just, just discussing your copy needs with someone who has a little bit of, uh, you know, a good background. Of course, it'd be great to have, you know, discuss those needs with someone who has like an extensive background, but even if they don't, even if they have like a, you know, a, a writing background that's not as extensive, just talk over with them and say like, Hey, how does this read to you? Just asking individuals, asking your friends and family, like if you were a client, what would you think of this when you read this? So I want to, let me, let me flip that a little bit. Um, I love the concept of talking to clients, talking to friends, talking to family. And I think that's a consistent ongoing process. I think you have to constantly be reevaluating what's working yeah, and sure. what feedback you can get. So let's say I'm going to change my question a little bit though. If I were doing this, if I were going back through my website, I think I would start on the, or I'm sorry, if I was going back through all of my stuff, I would start on the main page of my website. That would be the first thing that yeah. I would focus on rewriting the copy. All right. So you're with me there. Oh yeah. Then I'd probably move to my bio page. See, that's, see, I don't know. See, that's, I mean, it could depend on the person. Me personally, I would go to what your biggest practice area is. And then, okay. and then clearly if you have, you know, if you have this, you know, if you're, you're, you have the stats to, to, to back that up of, yeah, the, the most clicks I'm getting is for, you know, um, for like motorcycle injury or whatever, then that would be the next area I would focus on because that's, what's getting the most eyeballs. So I probably have the vain view on it and you probably have the realistic view on it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And then I guess what, once you have that practice area down, then I probably would start going through social pages and updating the, the main about us on social to reflect yes. the new copy from the practice areas. Yes. Yep. Or All I right. would flip that around. I would actually, oh. instead of, instead of doing, going to the social pages, social pages for me, I think, I think that would be a little bit going towards the tail end. I think I would, I I'm with you of putting, of, doing like the bio, I think the bio and, you know, about your firm, I think that would come second in line. All right. So it sounds like you would do the website first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. All right. So get the website updated, then start moving into social. I mean, what about if you've got a newsletter, you've got email campaigns, are those after the website, after social before, like, what do you think in that respect? I would, I would suggest after. Okay. Um, yeah. Just, you're, even though like your, your website is still like your, your cornerstone, your website is still, you know, most likely the most important piece of your firm. You know, it, it sounds like a, like a 1998 idea, but it, it is true. Your website is still, it's still the most important piece. Um, unless you have like a large social media following, but that's, and that's a different, that's a side conversation. 
Um, but even, even then, I always think, the like, look, if my wife tells me a restaurant's great, I'm still going on Google and looking at the reviews. And I'm still going to the, the restaurant's webpage and going through and looking same. at what it looks like there. So I always think there's, while social media might be better to generate leads, and obviously some people get a ton of leads to the website, I still think there's that client, like, vetting you on that that website digital business card type concept yeah exactly no you're 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 right i mean that's i i'm the same way if you know a, a, any new product or a new restaurant any, i'm searching and you know i'm gonna look at their you know their website and though in your website is basically like that you know it's your first it's your first impression and first impressions really matter they really matter your website is still your first first impression for any potential client um you know that would be great if you know if you got a referral from someone and you know you ended up getting you know that their case and then you know that that now that that current client looks on their website like damn i wouldn't even hire them if i you know if i you know their website sucks but that's a, you know it's it, it is true that is your your website is it's that first contact with potential clients. So that's why it's like focus on re, you know, retooling your website copy, focus on that first and then, you know, ease into and then ease into the other, you know, other areas of your you know, practice after. You know, figure out what, you know, what's, you know, more important in line. So maybe if you if you do have a really, you know, great newsletter that might be you know the second thing that you would want to 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 revamp uh and look over for you know copy changes if you know if you have a large social media footprint that might be the second so it it it, it honestly it depends on you know how your practice you know operates and and where you're getting the most leads from all right and all right so i'm i'm on board i'm gonna go through i'm gonna make these changes on my website uh, I know that I'm working with more regular Joes. I want more personality. I want less consultation, more, you know, call, phone call, chit chat, whatever. How do I figure out though my voice or how do I figure out what personality of mine I'm putting into this copy? See, that's where, that's again, that's where I would say, you know, just, you know, discuss, discuss it with an expert. <laughs> um, it's almost like just, you know, going on a deep dive of, who you are as, you know, an attorney, if you're, you know, practicing by yourself, who, or who, who, you know, what your firm is, what are your values, you know, who are your ideal clients, and then that's where you can, you know, tailor your copy to that, you know, if you're, you know, more of like a, you know, younger attorney, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want to, you know, attract a younger clientele, maybe you want to, you know, seem, you know, more professional, and, you know, and I get that, it all depends on, you know, really understanding i know this sounds like like psychology talk for, for for a podcast but really get to know who you are i'm not going to say namaste but who really get to know who you are as an attorney uh and that will definitely that will help you with with you know tailoring your copy but how do i know uh, look the amount of personal the personality the amount of personability you put into it is going to change depending upon what area you, you have, depending upon your type of clients, whatever. But in terms of like, I know I need a little bit more of me in it, getting to know myself, how do I know what of those personal things about me that are non-legal do I add in? You know, how do I know for me, the dolphins, for you, the eagles? Like if I want to work, you know, how do I come up with putting in some of my sport interests in there? Or maybe it's more the time I spend with my kid, or maybe it's more, I'm a car guy, you know, whatever that thing is about you that makes you personable. 
how do you figure out what of that to include in the copy? I mean, it can include it in, you know, we're going to, we'll talk back about bios. Um, we're going to use a great example with, with, you know, with legalese marketing, that's where we put a lot of our personality and a lot of, you know, when, you know, when folks go on our site, you know, they'll look at our bio and they like, oh, wow, we're getting, you know, kind of like a, uh, you know, a little like opening into, you know, you know, who these people are that are going to be, you know, working on our, on, on our marketing, you know, you know, is this, so, is this a person that I would want to work with? Probably. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I can relate to them. So you can put that kind of information in like, you know, in a bio, um, even in like, you know, pictures. And like we were saying before, you know, stock imagery, you know, if, even if you have to have to do it, try to, you know, at least work with, you know, a designer just to try to make, you know, to, to make it your own. Um, but you can make it in, you know, imagery. It could just even be just like small things, you know, I, I, it, it doesn't really necessarily have to be with copy unless we're talking, you know, we're talking about the bio. That's where you can, you know, show that, you know, showcase that personality, but just imagery too. Um, even if, like you said, like, you know, you're a dolphin, you know, dolphins fan, I'm an Eagles fan. Even if it was like, you know, you know, wearing a little, you know, dolphins watch or something, it doesn't, it just small little things like that. Be like, oh yeah, you know, that guy's a dolphins fan, me too. You know, that, you know, I can connect with them on that level because, you know, you're, 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 it's just, I, you, you get what I'm going with it there, you know? And, and a lot of it is going to be learned through doing. You know, if you if you talk about your interest in food and your interest in sports and your interest in whatever else, you'll you might see more audience reaction on your firm page for some of those things, and then know that like that's the part of your personality that happens to vibe with the audience better. Yep, and that's where you can really, and that's where you know you can. You know, we're we're just, you know discussing website earlier, and you know the website. Yeah, you can you put that personality there, put that you know in the bios. But that's where you can definitely utilize social media. You know, that's where you can utilize you know your you know LinkedIn, um, you, you know uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, even especially TikTok. That's where you can really you know showcase that you know th what your you know your you know usp is what your unique selling point is what makes you different than you know the million and point whatever attorneys there are in the united states so as we get towards the end here is there anything else that you want to make sure we cover go over anything i cut you off on any other tips you want to share with our listener watchers no i'm just going to drive home the point of you know just just stop writing just for for seo that's you know and that coming into this, you know, a year and a half ago and, you know, looking and researching and seeing a lot of attorneys pages, it's just, I see that so often. And I see that often more often than other, you know, other industries is that, that keyword stuffing thing. And it's just, it's, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> and like you said, you know, it's changing anyway. So it's like, you're, it's it's going to look so it's that keyword kind of stuff in copy is just going to look dated and, and and it's just going to look like you like I said it's just going to look like it's written for robots makes perfect sense <laughs> all right so um we so today is Thursday we are not going to have an episode on Monday because that is our celebration of July 4th on July 5th so there will be no episode there instead our next episode is going to air next Thursday so a week 
from now, 1.30 Eastern time next Thursday, we will have um, Stacey Brown-Randall on. Stacy is the host of the of a great podcast. I almost used the Roadmap to Grow Your Business podcast. I almost called it the Let's Get Up to Business. The Roadmap to Grow Your Business podcast. Stacy walks through how you come up with a prospecting plan, a referral plan, all of those things to get referrals without asking. Recently, she's been talking about how you do this in a layered strategy. So how you overlay your clients, your potential clients, your current clients, et cetera. So she's going to come on next Thursday, 1.30 Eastern time to talk to us about the layered strategy to referrals that every law firm should have. Uh, if you have not had a chance to hear from Stacey Brown-Rendell, I highly recommend it. She is a phenomenal uh point of wisdom, a great person, and a podcast that I listen to religiously every week for, I think, 150-something episodes at this point. So, But I that will be next Thursday. I'm not going to let you go, Lane, without your diamond nugget of wisdom, your last piece of advice. It can be something we've talked about already. It can be something totally different. But if everybody's been listening to this for the last 40 minutes, it takes nothing from it except what you share now. What is your biggest piece of advice on how other lawyers can become the exhibit A of a successful attorney? Figure out who you are as an attorney and figure out, you know, what your different differentiator is hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. And it, and I have never talked to anybody that can really truly and, and fully answer those foundational questions who is not successful. Like the more you have that stuff down, the easier every other conversation becomes every other decision, every marketing campaign, every whatever. So thank you so, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of a successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com, E-A-S-E.